Good morning. Today is Wednesday, November 30th, 2022. What I'd like to share with you this morning is partially based on an essay by Rabbi Shlomo Riskin and partially based on an essay by Rabbi Tzvi Hirsch Weinrib. We've used the phrase before, Maasei Avos Siman Lebanim, the actions of our patriarchs and matriarchs are signs for how we are to act. We've discussed this in a number of contexts. But here's an example from the life of Yaakov, our patriarch Jacob, that really helps us to guide us through our lives. Let's start like this. There are two different understandings of the term maturity. What do we mean by the process by which we mature as we go through life? One understanding <coughs> is to realize that our childhood dreams are childish and impractical. We need reality. And so we leave those childish dreams behind. When I was a boy, I wanted to be a cowboy. And then at a certain point, I wanted to be a chemist. Until I started a fire in my chemistry set in the living room of my home, that put an end to my scientific endeavors. And through Throughout the years, I have matured to a more realistic, grounded, steady job. And that is one kind of maturity. It's very common as people age that they leave behind some of the um, idealism of what they thought they might accomplish when they were young. And they have life choices that um, may not be as bold, may not be as exciting, but they are, they allow us to have a routine, they allow us satisfaction, and we mature into, I'll put it in quotation marks, normal life. there's another type of maturity. And that is the wisdom that is gained as we age that we can use as an approach to living life with greater meaning, with a sense of mission that we did not have earlier in life. The idea of living with a sense of mission is, I think, foreign to a lot of young people. But as we age, one kind of maturity would be to look for deeper meaning and deeper significance in life to make the most of it. In our Torah portion this week, the Parsha Vayetze, we see, we can trace the process of maturation of Yaakov, Jacob, our patriarch. And that process can clearly be encaptured 
in two dreams. Two dreams bookend our Torah portion this week. One near the beginning of the Parsha and the other near the end of the Parsha. And clearly, given the format and the structure, these dreams are meant to show us Yaakov's development and maturity from the beginning until the end. The beginning of the Parsha. Vayetze Yaakov mi Beersheva, Yaakov left home and he went, excuse me, and he went to Haran, which was where his mother's family loved and lived. And he stopped at a place and he slept there because it became dark. And Yaakov had a dream. This is just as he's leaving home. And he saw a ladder that was resting on the ground. And the head of the ladder reached the heavens. And he saw angels of God. Olim, ascending, Yardimbo and descending. And he saw the image of God himself at the top of this ladder. And God said to him, the place where you have lain down to sleep, this is the land that I will give to you and your children. And your children will be numerous, your descendants will be numerous, and will spread throughout this land, and I will be with you. I will be with you. And I will protect you wherever you go. And I will help you return to this land. Yaakov was on his way out. He was leaving. I will help you return. Because I will not desert you. Until I, God, have fulfilled what I am promising to you. So Yaakov awoke from this dream, from this dream, and he said, "Truly, God is in this place." How awesome, how reverent is this place? This must be the house of God and the gateway to heaven. That's a dream. Wow. That is a dream of such transcendence and magnificence and spiritual reality and promise for the future. Rabbi Riskin describes part of the significance of this dream is that Yaakov understands by this ladder connecting heaven and earth that there is a direct connection between man and God. There is no need for intermediaries. We have a direct connection. And God is making these promises not through intermediaries, but directly. The connection of mundane physicality and spirituality and the way in which they must be combined. We discussed this before. What a magnificent, momentous dream. And then, Yago, and then Yaakov goes to Levan. He's there for over 20 years. And during that time, he marries four wives. He has 11 children. And 
he earns a substantial amount of livestock, of flocks. And then we come to the end of the Parsha and the second dream, the bookend. First, the Torah tells us at the end of this time when Yaakov has accumulated all of this family and possessions over these years, Yaakov says that, sees that his father-in-law, Lavan, the relationship is not so good. We understand that Lavan starts to become jealous of Yaakov because Yaakov has become even more wealthy than his father-in-law, Lavan. And now God speaks to Yaakov. This is the first time in all these years. And says to him, Shuv el Eretz Avosecho Ulmolatecha Ve'eya Imak. It's time for you to go back to Israel. Remember, I told you I was going to take you back. Now's the time. It's time to go back. And Yaakov has a dream. And in this dream, Vihine Hoatudim Ho Limalatzon. Akudim Nikudim Uvrudim. During this dream, the male sheep were ringed and spotted and flecked. And an angel spoke to me. In this dream, an angel of God is coming to speak. What is the angel going to say? Remember with the angels walking up and down the ladder in the first dream and God at the top with a message. Here in this second dream, the angels are going to address Yaakov again. This time the angels say to him, Raise your eyes and you will see. You will see all of the flocks of sheep that are ringed and spotted and flat and flecked. You will see this is how Lavan is going to try to trick you out of your wages. Be careful that you protect your possessions. Well, that's quite a different dream. First dream is about seeing God at the top, the promise of God to inherit the land, going back to Israel. And now, there's a dream where the angel is telling Yaakov how to be careful to protect his investment and make sure that he is able to get all of the sheep and the flocks that he's entitled to. Now, if that was the entire dream, we would see a sense of maturity developing between the first dream and the second dream as the first understanding of maturity that we described before. In the beginning, Yaakov has this dream, which is spiritual, it's supernatural, it's promises that God makes that don't seem to be within the realm of nature. 
transcendent. But you know, I mean, that's not really mundane real life. I mean, you can't take that to the bank and use it to buy dinner with. By the end, Yaakov has a steady job. He is a successful farmer. He is a successful shepherd. And, and now he has a job that is routine, that he can satisfy himself, that he can live a normal life going forward. He has matured from an idealistic youth into a businessman. But that's not the end of the dream. Because the second dream, after the angel talks to him about the amount of his flocks and his wealth, the dream continues. Anochi hakel beiskel, asher mashachta The angel says, but remember the God to whom you erected an altar before this happened. Asher nadartali sham neder who made a promise to you at the very beginning of your journey, kum, say min ha'aretz hazos, it's time for you to leave this land, v'shuv el-eretz maladatecha, and return to the land of your birth, to the land of Israel. What the Malach is saying to Yaakov, in this second dream is don't get caught up in the limited reality of the material success that you have enjoyed and think that your process of maturity is that number one process you've left behind childish unrealistic supernatural dream for a, a dream that you could take to the bank Literally and figuratively. The Malach goes on to say, No. The childish vision of the ladder, which has been replaced by lots of sheep, yes, that is a type of maturity. It'll be steady. It's realistic. You'll be able to support yourself. But that is not your life, Yaakov. You are destined for the second type of maturity. Don't leave behind the dream of the ladder that you had before. Don't leave behind the idealism and the sense of mission when you had that first dream of the, of the, of the ladder when God promised you not just flocks, but descendants, eternal people that would come from you back in Israel. Reclaim, the Malach says to Yaakov, reclaim that earlier dream and make it real. Go back to Israel. Resume the mission of creating the Jewish people. And Yaakov listens and leaves. And he does return with flocks, 
but of course the rest of Yaakov's life, as we will see in the next Torah portions, is devoted to realizing that mission of the unfolding of Jewish destiny in Israel for all time that we see reawakening in our day. And what Yaakov teaches us in this portion is that we need not give up on the idealism of our youth. And Yaakov takes the message of that dream not just to continue raising more sheep, but to reconnect with the earlier mission of the first dream. And here's the lesson for us, and it applies to every one of us. There are times in life when we have to check our present self against our younger self. We have to check our present dreams against our younger dreams. And there are lots of opportunities to do this, and you can choose whichever ones you want. It could be a, a birthday, a new year, a change in job, a change in personal status, retirement. Yaakov teaches us to use these milestones to rethink, to redirect our energy, to recapture the dreams of our youth, the idealism of our youth. I will confess to you that at the age of 64 today, I'm not considering retiring from the rabbinate to become a cowboy or a chemist. But I do need to revisit my ideals, my ideas, my dreams of my mission in my life, my purpose, my goals, what I hope to accomplish. And this is true for every one of us. And if I'm not on the path towards those earlier dreams, I need to make the adjustments. And Yaakov is the one who teaches us how. I've told you many stories from Rabbi Huda Amital. He started the Yeshiva Haretzion in 1968 with a magnificent educational philosophy that has only been burnished and improved and deepened over the years. And at the event of the graduation of the first class, so this is now the first group of students who are leaving his idealistic environment of Torah study and learning and intellectual stimulation and going out into the world. Please listen to the words that he says because these are words that derive from what Yaakov teaches us and these are words that every single one of us needs to do periodically throughout our lives. 
He said to them, I have a request to make of you, our alumni. You are partners in this grand dream. Don't stop dreaming. Never should your children have to ask you, Abba, did you once know how to dream? Continue to live with a sense of mission with which you came here as students. Stay inspired. And God willing, you'll have help from above as well. The process that we see in Yaakov in this Parsha, from the first dream to the second dream, shows Yaakov's maturity, not only in having a steady routine in life, <coughs> but also the idealism to reclaim the sense of mission and idealism of his youth. And that is the Yaakov's ultimate maturity that we see in our Parsha and that we need to imitate for ourselves. My friends, I want to wish you a great day and I look forward to seeing you soon in person.